Hello friends, welcome to the Italians. The manners, the morals, and all else. I'm your host, Walter Potenza. The Italians who came early, part one. Even before the United States became a nation, a number of Italians helped to shape its history. First, of course, there was Christopher Columbus. Without realizing it, he discovered a new world that was to become the home of millions of immigrants from the old world of Europe. After him came several others, daring navigators of Italian birth. John Cabot, known as Giovanni Caboto, who with his son Sebastian discovered the coast of North America. Amerigo Vespucci, whose first name became the name of our continent. And Giovanni da Varazzano, the first European to sail into the New York Bay. These are shining names in the page of history. Less remembered is a band of Italian Protestants known as the Waldensians, who in 1657 landed in the Dutch possession of New Amsterdam, the city that is now known as New York. The Waldensians arrived less than 40 years after the pilgrim reached Massachusetts, and they came for the same reason the pilgrims did to live in a land where they would not suffer from religious persecution. In their own country, these Italians were regarded as heretics. For more than two centuries, Italian authorities had tried to force them to give up their religious belief, but without much success. In 1655, when the Italian campaign against the Waldensians became violent, and a number of them were massacred. Many of the survivors fled to Switzerland and Germany. Not all of them remained there, however. Some 200 Waldensians accepted an offer of the Dutch government to provide them with free transportation to New Amsterdam. Whether they remained there or moved on to Delaware and other Dutch possessions, no one can say for certain, but the fact remains that New York City received its first Italian immigrants more than 150 years before our country became a nation. Yet, the Waldensians were not the first Italians to settle in this country. As early as 1610, only three years after the British founded Jamestown, Virginia, Italian craftsmen arrived there at the invitation of the British to teach their crafts to young apprentices. A dozen years later, another group of Italians came to Virginia from their uh, native Venice to set up a project for making glass beads that could be traded with the Indians. In the early 1700s, Still, another group of Italian experts in the field of raw silk production traveled to the newly founded colony of Georgia, where they initiated the silk industry and taught others how to operate it. Because of their superior skills as craftsmen, 
Italians were often invited to settle in the colonies. The largest number went to Maryland because it was a colony founded under Catholic auspices and most Italians were, and still are, of the Catholic faith. But colonial records show that Italians also settled in Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. More adventurous Italians became fur traders on the American frontier. Among them were the Tonti brothers, Enrico and Alfonso. In the course of expanding their trading activities with the Indians, they plunged into new territory that had never been visited by white men. Enrico, also known as Henri de Tonti, is best remembered for his exploration of the Mississippi Valley. Alfonso became the co-founder of Detroit and served as its governor for 12 years. His daughter was the first white child to be born in the city. The wealthiest of all the fur traders on the western frontier was Francesco Vigo, a big, burly Italian from the Veneto region. A staunch supporter of the American Revolution, Vigo served its cause as a soldier, a spy, and a banker. At the risk of his life, he supplied valuable information to the American forces to help them defeat the British in a crucial battle fought at Vincennes, Indiana. In a eagerness to see the American army win, he spent his entire fortune providing arms and supplies. After the war, the American expressed their gratitude to Vigo by making him a citizen of the new nation by naming a county and a township after him, and by perpetuating his memory with a life-size statue that was erected in the city of Vincennes. Another Italian name closely linked to the American Revolution was that of Captain Richard Tagliaferro, the descendant of an Italian who had settled in Virginia in 1635. Captain Tagliaferro fought so bravely that a monument in his honor was built on the spot where he was killed in the battle. But the Italian name that is the most closely identified with the ideals of the American Revolution is not that of a soldier, rather it is that of a political philosopher. Filippo Mazzei, a native of Florence whose democratic views had forced him into exile had long promoted the principle that all people have the right to live their own lives without being oppressed by any government. This concludes part one. Thanks for listening.